Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show that proves that tying music and memory to conversation into a microphone works so well bringing out the storyteller and our guests. It even works with teenagers. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Kristen Noble. Kristen's a 17-year-old senior at Cypress Lake High School in Fort Myers. She says she developed a love of music at a young age thanks to her parents. Kristen has participated in many music ensembles and groups, including the a cappella group at Cypress, with whom she recorded original songs on two albums and one outstanding arrangement for her original song, Simple Math. She also does musical theater and is up for a Jimmy Award this year for her performance of Sandra Templeton in Big Fish. As a musician, Kristen released her original debut album, Lyrical Therapy, in October of 2022. It's on all streaming platforms, and as of this recording, it has accumulated more than 400,000 streams on Spotify. As she wraps up her senior year, Kristen says she aspires to pursue a career in songwriting because of her love of language and melody, and that when she's not busy writing and performing, she enjoys watching movies, spending time with her friends and family, and analyzing Taylor Swift's discography. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for doing this. Yes, thank you for having me on. What is the best thing about Taylor Swift? Oh, my goodness. That's a hard question because I love everything about Taylor Swift. But I think probably her lyricism and the way that she just captures emotions and like just captures life is so unique in a way that just I feel like everyone can relate to. At least one of her songs. Are you the biggest Taylor Swift fan you know? I think maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, like, people, like, know that about me. That's what I was <laughs> hoping was true in this case. Um, okay, so where were you born? Um, and how would you describe the musical background of your childhood? So I was born here in, I think, technically Naples, but Fort Myers, <laughs> um, the Fort Myers area. And... Growing up, I listened to just a lot of, like, the top hits. Um, I Like, when I was younger, I didn't really have, like, a streaming platform or something I listened to music on, but except for Pandora. Um, and also my grandparents would play, like, the M- MTV station on their TV. Um, and so I listened to a lot of, like, hits growing up. But also my dad... Um, used to play in a lot of, like, he used to be a rock band guy. He plays the bass, and so he used to be in, like, 80s rock bands. Oh, okay. So he would play some of that, um, too, some, like, 80s rock and, uh, like, Aerosmith and stuff. And uh, my mom, they just, both of my parents love music a lot. So sometimes we would just be having a conversation, and they would be like, oh, remember this song? And then they would play it for me. So I grew up with, like, a lot of music everywhere both old and new what's the earliest musical memory you can recall if you try to dig deep oh that's a good question um probably taylor swift honestly (laughs) (laughs) it's probably uh at my grandparents house dancing around to like old taylor swift like her first album in the living room like making up dances being about (laughs) how old um like maybe seven yeah yeah hmm um instruments were they being played around you or did you well you said your dad plays bass but what else was happening around you 
Yeah, so my dad has three bass guitars and one regular guitar. Um, and so sometimes, yeah, he would like pick them up and play it. And it would be, those are always some great memories for me to like walk in and he's like playing the guitar. Or um, one time, I used to love, I'm such a like Disney girl, but I used to love like Hannah Montana and stuff like that. Who didn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he learned a song from that once and like accompanied me when I was younger. And then he also did that again recently um, for, I just had my first gig uh, last week and he, we, he accompanied me to the climb. Oh, yeah? Which was a different Hannah Montana song. Than so he brought his guitar or his bass? His bass. And yeah. I played my guitar, too. And that was your first gig out in the public? Yeah. How'd it go? It was really good. How were the nerves? Oh, I was I was very nervous leading up to it, um, but I performed a lot, so I knew how to, like, calm myself. But then once I actually got up there, it was so much fun. Like, I was actually surprised at how much fun I had doing that, so. Was guitar your first instrument? No, piano was actually my first instrument, Um I have a keyboard in my room, and I, I've taken some lessons, but I'm mostly self-taught on both keyboard and um, guitar. So, yeah, I, I, I've I been playing piano sort of, like so-so, um, since I was pretty little. Um, and then I just started teaching myself guitar like three years ago, maybe. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So have you had lessons, or is that just totally like sitting in the room watching videos trying to learn? Yeah, it's mostly just that. Um, the only like lesson type thing I've had is from my dad, just like giving me tips and pointers and exercises to help. So, What was the first show you were in in theater in school? In school? Okay, the very first show I was in in school was uh, The Wizard of Oz when I was in fifth grade. Well, technically. I mean, technically it was Annie when I was in kindergarten, but that was like I don't really remember it, and it was like a yeah. Small they tell you thing. you were in Annie. Yeah, they told me I was in Annie. <laughs> but the first that was also the first like lead I ever had was in The Wizard of Oz. You were Dorothy. I was Dorothy. Wow, did you have a dog? <laughs> no, <laughs> there was a kid that played a dog. <laughs> um, uh, what about like uh, talent shows? I remember when you know, Gwen was in elementary school and middle school. Talent shows were a big thing. You'd get up there and lip sync or or sing to a, a CD track that was played too loudly or something. Yeah. Did you do those things? Yeah, I remember we had one. One talent show in my elementary school. I think we, it was probably an annual thing, but I think I only did it once or twice. And um, I sang Wings by Little Mix. And I, I think I was in like maybe third grade. And I actually think I slayed it. Like, I think I did so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, do you uh, um, have any aspirations to play electric guitar? I, I have an electric guitar. Oh, okay. Um, it's pink. <laughs> um, and it goes so, with your uh, aqua blue yeah, acoustic? Yeah, my aqua acoustic. And I also name my guitars. My acoustic's name is Joni after Joni Mitchell. And my electric's name is Wisteria after a Taylor Swift lyric. So, <laughs> okay, you mentioned your grandparents. Um, other musical memories associated with them? Um, it's mostly just like the dancing around in their living room, or like we would play cards and they would have like music playing on the TV. A lot of the most the main um, music I remember playing was like early Taylor Swift. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. My grandpa loves country music. So what about you? Me? Yeah, country music. I do like country music. There was like a while, I feel like I like every type of music now, but there was a while where I didn't really listen to country music or like rap. Like those were like kind of the two genres I didn't really listen to. But now I've kind of like expanded and I, I um, especially since I like recorded my album in Nashville 
and like I've been there a few times. Uh, country music has definitely grown on me, and I definitely I, I do listen to it sometimes. We'll get more to your uh, Nashville recording. Um, yeah. Have you ever owned music that you could hold in your hands? Yeah, I do. I have <laughs> I have a record player. Okay. And I have a little vinyl collection. So, All Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, no. I have a few Taylor Swift albums. Okay. Yeah. I have Folklore and Red Taylor's Version and Midnight's and Lover. And I think what was the first one? The first. The first. Like the beginning of the collection. Um, I think it was Folklore by Taylor Swift and... Uh, Born to Die by Lana Del Rey. Those were like the two I kind of started with, and then I've grown it. I have I have a lot that I I really love. I have Blue by Joni Mitchell, mm. which I is one of my favorite albums. Um, I have The Stranger by Billy Joel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Diverse. I, I, I love it. My music taste is very diverse. I will listen to pretty much anything. Um, last question before first song. Do you remember the first time that you saw music that was played live that wasn't like maybe your dad or maybe like a choir, but, you know, like a concert or something? I think my first concert was One Direction <laughs> when I was in like third grade. Gwen's chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it that well, but I do remember just like... The the girls that were sitting around us, like the teenage girls, were like so loud. Like their screams were like piercing to the ears. And I, I definitely remember freaking out. Um, Did you get swept up into the screaming? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I was probably just a little starstruck. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Who's the guy, Gwen, in, in, in One Direction? Is that somebody? I, you've told me this before. Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, yeah that I, guy. He's no, on the yeah. cover of the magazine at Publix. No, yeah, my dad came <laughs> in my room once and was like, and I was like, no, yeah, this happened with Harry Styles. And he was like, who is Harry Styles? And I was she like, was like, what like do you Dad, I'd be like, Styles you know, what do you mean, who is George Washington? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's do your first song then. Okay. You want to tell a story? You want to you know, listen to it? Um, I think I can start with the story okay. for this first Tell one. us what it is first. This is 15 Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. Real quick, Gwen, that's going to be, okay. I had them lined up differently, but okay. Oh, okay. Continue. So the story that goes along with this song is kind of a, a few little stories um, because this song is kind of one that um, as the song progresses it kind of explains my life at least when I was 15 that age kind of chronologically um and it's just really interesting how everything kind of aligns um with my own life so first things first it starts with like the first day of high school and this is the only thing that's a little bit chronologically incorrect for me because I was 14 when I started high school and I turned 15 (laughs) in March of that year but um but yeah so my first day of high school I remember like waking up early and I was super nervous um, and I wore like like the most basic like visco girl outfit that was like a thing my freshman year um, and I, I didn't even have visco so I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it's so I funny because I actually know what that means <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah so then I went to school and I didn't know anyone because uh, going to Cyprus everyone from my middle school went to like Estero or Fort Myers, pretty much. Um, and I didn't really know hardly anyone at Cyprus. Were you going to the center or did that come later? To the center, okay, yeah. That was why I chose Cyprus. Understood. Was for, okay. yeah, uh, the arts. But, yeah, so it starts off with her first day of freshman year. And it just talks about how, like, this is life before you know who you're going to be. You know, like, this is 
this is your first taste of like being a little bit more grown up. Um, and so then it, the song kind of progresses and um, and then she sits next to a girl on her first day of school. And this is where, yeah, again, like it's a little bit inaccurate, but um, I turned 15 like right after COVID started. So that birthday, it actually ended up being a good birthday despite being in quarantine. Um, I... I was supposed to go to Disney World, but I ended up like making my own Disney at home and I like played the music that they play in the parks and I like made my own little like rides and like went to my neighborhood pool that no one was that. Um, and it ended up being a really fun day with my mom and I. Um, and yeah, so that was my 15th birthday. And that was like maybe like so right when the lockdown first started. Yeah, like yeah. my birthday's in March. So it was literally like a week after lockdown started. Mm. Um and once I turned 15, I I don't know how this happened, but there was a theater company that was still open. <laughs> <laughs> it was a few months after I was 15. It was it was later in the summer. Um but yeah. And so I ended up doing high school musical. <laughs> And that's where I met a lot of my friends, like, that I'm still f really, really close with today, including my best friend, Marissa. Um, and that's what kind of relates to this song is how she kind of just got, like, thrown together with, like, this girl who ended up being, like, her best friend. Um, and so meeting Marissa, we were both in the same show. We hadn't really talked yet. And we were making a TikTok, like, our whole group was, like, about High School Musical, um, and we were in, like, this fake prop tree <laughs> because okay. there's a scene in High School Musical where Coach Bolton runs in and there's uh, Troy and Chad in a tree. And we were making that. So so her and I were in the tree and we didn't even know each other yet. And then after we, like, filmed that little video, I turned and I was like, hi, I'm Kristen. She's like, oh, I'm Marissa. And we just clicked instantly. And she's still, like, my best friend. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's just a very special, like 15 was a year that was very formative for me. Um, because I feel like that really was, and she says this in the song, like the age where like, I kind of like figured out who I was and like who I was supposed to be or whatever. <laughs> but, um, and then also she talks about, uh, you're, when you're on your first date and he's got a car <laughs> and that was that that was accurate for me um, but then she says uh, you're dancing around your room when the night ends and when I got home from my first date I was dancing around my room and it was to this song I, and I listened to this song and I it's just so like cute and kind of surreal yeah um, that she wrote this about like herself and then it ended up being that song for someone else that that like it's someone the, else was listening the beauty to and power moment. of music and yeah. storytelling right yeah and then it kind of shifts gears halfway through the song um when she experiences like her first heartbreak and and then she says back then i swore i was going to marry him someday but i realized some bigger dreams of mine um and that really just hits for me because like, that first heartbreak was really kind of what sparked, like, a need to have an outlet for me, which became my writing. Um, and 
so like her bigger dream was of course like you know being the star that she is and that was kind of my bigger dream that I realized as well um and so I just feel very connected to this song for a multitude of reasons but yeah so 15 was a crazy age and now looking back on it as a senior um it's kind of cool because when I was 15 I was listening to the like original version of this song Mm -hmm. 15 and now I get to look back and listen to Taylor's version which with... I knew about that because of NPR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so now it's like older Taylor singing about her younger self and it's older me listening and singing about my younger self. So uh, Well, let's listen to it, okay? Yeah. Okay. This is 15 Taylor's version <laughs> um, by Taylor Swift off her Fearless Taylor's Version album mm-hmm. that was released in 2021. It's our guest today, high school senior Kristen Noble's first song on Three Song Stories, its biography through music. You know, the great thing about music is is that, you know, throughout your life, that song will always take you back to that time in your life, and you'll see it through different lenses. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. How long between that time and that realization that you said started opening up your desire to express yourself before you wrote your first song? Well, I mean, I've written songs since I was, like, little um, in, like, elementary school. But, of course, they weren't very good back then. (laughs) Um, They were just kind of silly. But definitely, like, when I was sad – I'm a very emotional person. um, And when I was sad about – having this heartbreak it wasn't it didn't take very long before I wrote I even wrote actually I wrote um probably my first um song that I think is like really good and like really cute um when I was actually in my first relationship um and it's kind of like a love song um so that was probably the first song that I really my I, I consider it kind of my first song even though it's not really my first song um And that was just kind of a cute little love song. And then I went a while without writing another song. And then I went through my first breakup. And then I wrote tons and tons of songs about it. Um, And then I started writing tons and tons of songs about other things. And it kind of just grew from there. So, How many of those songs, the tons and tons that you wrote about the breakup, did you keep that are still around maybe that you've played or released? Um, most of the songs on my album. <laughs> There's 10 songs on my album and probably like seven are from that okay. time. So, uh, so you went to Cypress Lake Center for the Arts. Yes. Uh, theater right from the get go. Um, I'm actually a vocal okay. major I was there, wondering but if I maybe. do theater as well. Okay. I'm kind of a theater minor technically. Um, you know, so explain for our listeners what that school is like because that's a cool little kind of outlier in Lee County. Yeah. So, uh basically the center has I think five different four or five different um foot main focuses. They call them majors. Um so there's vocal or music, there's also like orchestra. Um and there's dance, theater, and then there's like visual arts. Um and I auditioned uh, my eighth grade year. I auditioned for theater, voice, and dance, actually, and I got into all three. And my main decision was really between theater and vocal because I I love dance, but it's not really my main thing that I do. So um, I ended up choosing vocal because 
I knew that I could take some theater classes too, but I also knew that I wanted a very like comprehensive, like music focused experience for me personally. So, but I also love the theater department there. Um, and it's just really awesome because the teachers are all really great and, and the, it's just a kind of a place where young artists can kind of be creative and uh, collaborate and and just learn. So it's really cool. You've, you got your own little space too, yeah. which is awesome. I mean, yeah. you do have to trudge over to main campus <laughs> yeah. some, but you get to have your own little world there. Yeah, because the center is its own campus and it's really pretty. It's outdoors with a nice courtyard and yeah. Do you do the acapella group? I do, yeah? yes. Yeah, all the way through? So you've been doing that the whole time? I've been doing it since my You guys do good year. work. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, we actually have a competition tomorrow Oh yeah. Um, that I'm driving to Orlando later today for so. <laughs> Very cool. What was your first theater show that you did there? Um, at Cyprus, it was Anastasia, actually, I think. Um, I did theater, like, all pretty much my whole life I've done theater. And most, uh, the beginning of my high school career, I wasn't doing it at Cyprus. I was doing it um, in other like, community theaters around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think my first show at Cyprus was Anastasia. And it was literally the best experience of my life like it was so amazing because that was a dream role for me I played Anya um and it was so awesome to get to play that role you're uh you're you're up for kind of some kind of award for big fish right I which am. I saw great show oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm up for a Jimmy award um the Broadway stars of the future puts that on and uh they have their competition I guess it is in um May in Tampa at the Strauss Center. So I'll be going there in May. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm looking at my notes now, and I forgot to ask about when we were talking about the acapella group, um, Simple Math. Mm-hmm. That's a song of yours? Yes. And then you arranged it for acapella? I didn't Was... arrange it, but okay. um, we sent it out to a, an outside arranger that does most of our arrangements for um, TAG. But yeah, so... Simple Math was the first song that I released um, both with acapella and by myself, uh, my own version too. Um, and it was it was also the first song I recorded. Um, my first recording experience was with the acapella group um, before I went to Nashville and recorded my own stuff. So it was really, really awesome because I got to have some sort of background in recording before I went up and like tried to do it on my own. Um, well, not on my own, with session musicians and amazing people but um my own version and yeah and it and we performed it in our set also um my junior year yeah it came out um on the album from my junior year we recorded it my sophomore year um and it yeah we we performed it in our competition set and it won best arrangement Mm. so and then i also have another original um on the latest tag album uh, and that's called Losing Game. So, uh, Are you familiar with the Manchester Orchestra song, Simple Math? I Only because when I search <laughs> Simple Math, it shows up. Have you listened to it? I have not listened to it, but I should have. I uh, use Manchester Orchestra. I run the film festival that's mm. in, at the Sydney and Burn, and so I play music from the booth for, like, crowd control. You yeah. Know? And the, it's just this sort of big, huge, almost operatic, operatic, um, rock band mm-hmm. that 
you can just kind of have on in the background and it's just sort of accessible. Mm-hmm. So you should check it out. I, I mean, will. it's not the kind of music I listen to all the time, but it's a cool song. Yeah, I definitely will. Um, so um, do your parents listen to the radio in the car? Like the radio radio. We used <laughs> I'm to. I'm trying to track where the line is with people because that's becoming increasingly uncommon. Yeah, it is. We used to listen to the radio every morning uh, when my dad or my mom would drive me to school. We would listen to 103.9 um, in elementary school. But then I kind of got into like the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So I, I I will turn on the radio sometimes. Now when I turn on the radio, I usually listen to like the sunny jazz station. <laughs> um, but yeah, usually I just use Spotify. <laughs> As a young musician in today's world, do you aspire to hear your song on the radio, or does that even matter to you? No, I, I definitely do. Uh, I always see those videos of artists like hearing their song on the radio for the first time, and I'm like, oh, I want to experience that. That seems so cool. Um, I actually have had some radio play through um, this group called Planetary Group, and they have gotten me some, mostly on like college radio and stuff oh, really? like that. Um, not local, but yeah. So I haven't heard my song on the radio, but but I also did uh, get we we also had an ad on one hundred three point nine for a little bit um, that played like kind of snippets. An of my ad songs. for tag for me for you. <laughs> you had you know, how did that come about? Uh, um, <laughs> well, okay, my parents are sort of like my manager PR people as well. Um, and as well as myself, like we all collaborate on that end of it. And, uh, yeah, we, we reached out to the people at 103.9. Um, I was on there with tag. We, we performed a little bit on there and did an interview on there, but, um, yeah. And then we reached out to them and they let us put together an ad that had some snippets of some of my songs in it and uh, just said, Kristen Noble. <laughs> were, your, were your manager parents <laughs> tracking whether that bumped clicks? I think, I think so. <laughs> I don't know if it really did, though, but I definitely I had some people reach out and be like, oh, my gosh, I just heard your ad on the radio. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you listen to the radio. Cool. <laughs> ah, cool. Um, OK, well, let's do your second song. OK. Which one is this? This one is going to be Quarter Life Crisis by Taylor Bickett. And I think we can listen to this one first. Okay. Um, I like it. This is uh, Kristen Noble's second song here on Three Song Stories today. Quarter Life Crisis by Taylor Bickett, released in 2022. I'm wondering if your third song is going to be about being 31. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. All right. What's the story? Okay. So, Taylor Bickett was an artist that I found in quarantine on TikTok, um, and I saw her video, and I was just amazed, like, because she's so, so talented, both at songwriting and at singing. Um, She has such an amazing voice, and so I just, like, watched all of her videos, and, like, a million times, and I was just totally in love with her her songs and her covers and everything that she was posting and and she hadn't released any music yet um but i followed her and i followed her on instagram and back then she only had i think like 10k followers on instagram um and and then i she released her first song 
Um, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then she started releasing like a few different singles and I was posting about them whenever they came out. And she like viewed my story and like swiped up on it and was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for like posting about my song. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> and so she kind of like had an idea of who I was a little bit because like as a fan, like I would like post stuff yeah, about her Kind music. of an early fan, like, earliest early fan. fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just like listened to her all the time and anything that she would post, I'd be like, oh, I have to watch this. <laughs> like, I love her. Um, and so she went to Belmont University, which is in Nashville. Um, and that's kind of how I found out about the school. Um, and now I applied there and I got in, but I'm still waiting to hear back from the songwriting program. Um, but it's definitely one of my top choices of schools I want to go to. So thanks, Taylor, for introducing it to me um, through social media. Um, and then one of the times that I was in Nashville recording, um, I had seen her posting on her story like that she was doing gigs, um, but it was in a different state, not in Tennessee. So I thought like, okay, she's probably like traveling right now. But I checked her story just for fun, just in case. And she was doing a gig in Nashville that night. <laughs> and this was like in the morning. And I was like, no way, this is perfect. So I told my dad and I was like, Taylor Bickett is doing a gig tonight and we have to go. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and so I, I think I posted about it or something and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see Taylor Bickett tonight. And so she saw it and she's like, oh my gosh, can't wait. And I was like, ah. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and so after a day of like recording my own stuff, we drove like 20 minutes outside of like downtown Nashville and it was at this little coffee shop that was kind of attached to like an ap apartment complex sort of thing. It was, so this was not a stadium gig. No, she was going to be right there. Yeah, it was very <laughs> intimate. Um, and I walked into the coffee shop and there was maybe like 10, 15 people there. And you were like, yes. And I was like, yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I saw her sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, starstruck, like totally didn't know what to do. Um, but we talked to this, uh, one of the guys who was putting it on um, from, I think it's called Underground Music Collective, which is, uh, I think, a nonprofit in Nashville for um, musicians and artists and stuff. And so we talked to him for a little bit, bought a t-shirt, and then um, I got a coffee and I sat down and she actually came up to me and was like, hi, are you? And I was like, yes, hi. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to meet you and all of that. And we talked a little bit about music and we talked about uh, Belmont. And I told her that was like, at the time, that was definitely my top choice. Now it's like in the top three. Um, and so we were talking about that a little bit and then she was one of, I think like five, um, artists that were performing and she was the last one to go on. So we kind of like sat near, near each other with my dad and, um, and watched the, the other people perform. And when she performed, I videoed her. And so after I was like, hey, I have these videos. I know I always like need videos of me to like post and stuff so I can like send them to you if you want. She was like, sure, yeah. So I like sent her those and she followed me back on Instagram, <laughs> which was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, so that was just a really amazing thing to like get to meet. And then now... Um, her that song we just listened to 
kind of went viral a little bit and um it was like a trend on tiktok and like some famous people even did it and now she has like seventy thousand followers on instagram and it's just been like really really cool to like see someone grow from like the beginning and to like be able to meet her and see her perform too and she's just very inspirational to me i was just about to use that very word does she inspire you um to make your music a certain way, to write a certain way, or is it just more like her whole being and the success she's having? It's definitely all of that, I think. Yeah, like her um, her lyricism is so good and definitely any – I follow tons and tons of artists on social media, but um, anytime I see something like that, I'm like, oh, that's so good, and I get excited, and I geek out about it, and then I like – I'm like, oh, I need to write something. <laughs> so at what point during the arc at the center did you decide, I'm going to go to college for songwriting, you know, as a voice person? Yeah. Um, actually, originally I thought I wanted to go to college for theater for like the longest time. Um, and after I started writing more um, my sophomore year, um, I had also a friend who released music and I was like, well, if they can do it. I can do it. Um, and and then once I started learning more about it, and like she was definitely a big part of that because I saw that Belmont had such a cool program, and I was like, huh. And then it kind of just developed for me uh, kind of organically, and I kind of switched gears from theater to this, although I still love theater, and I still love doing theater too. So Songwriting, um, do you aspire to write songs for others too or is this about just crafting you know becoming better at the craft of songwriting for your own music yeah it's all of the above i definitely am open to anything um in that area but i i I think i'll i want to continue doing my own stuff but i definitely want to write for other people as well if i can so your album was called is called lyrical therapy yes tell us about it how it came together and how you wound up recording it in nashville so I was writing all these songs and I kind of just decided one day I was like, I want to make an album. Like, I really I think I can make an album, Um, but I didn't really know how (laughs) and I did not know when. But um, I started researching it and I bought some equipment to try and do it myself. And then it was so overwhelming because I had no experience with like recording or producing or anything like that. Um, so we we looked around at some studios. We looked at some local studios here in Fort Myers. And my dad had a friend he went to high school with who had an like, ex-boyfriend or something who actually wrote, like, won a Grammy for a song, a country song he wrote um, or nom- was nominated for a Grammy or something. Um, he wrote that one song, Te- Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, Gwen's got her eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty random. But, <laughs> but we knew him and he had mentioned uh, when I was uh, younger to my dad, like if I had ever got into recording or writing that we could reach out to him. So... We reached out to him asking if he had any recommendations of places to record or anything like that. And he recommended a place in Nashville called Baird Studios, um, which is where I ended up recording my album. And with all the research we were doing, it it actually ended up being like the most cost effective Mm. option as well. Um, And I got to do it in Nashville because I think in Nashville, there's a lot more 
um, need for that sort of a thing. Sure. So it's definitely a lot. Is it's not quite as expensive as it would be in Fort Myers, where there's it's it's more of a rarity. Um, so. What was it like to work with musicians you'd never met before? It was. Because that's how it works, right? Yes. You show up and they know they've like, I guess, practiced some or whatever. Well, I mean, how does that even work? Yeah. So <laughs> they're just so they're talented. They're so good that you could just be like, this is how it goes. Yes. And they're like, here we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> literally. Um, so I had like a pre-production meeting with um, the like technical, like he played the bass on my album, but he also like co-produced it with me. Um, and so, uh, we had a meeting and I played all the songs for him, like recordings of them that I had just like voice memos with my, me and my piano. Um, and he charted them all out in like Nashville charting, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> charts. <laughs> and he gave the, the next day we went into the studio and he gave those out to the musicians and they listened to it, uh, once and then they just kind of did it and I kind of gave them like direction of like the feel I wanted it to have or like little things that I wanted them to add in but mostly it was just them like a really collaborative thing so it was amazing were you able to get through most of the songs in a couple takes or did some of them take longer like how did that all work out? some of them took longer but we finished all of it in a day wow yeah <laughs> well we finished I actually, I made two trips to Nashville uh, over the span of two different summers. So half of it, we finished, we, five songs, we finished in a day. And then the next five, we finished the next summer in a day when I went up again. Um, and I think those songs uh, are probably, a, a few songs from the second batch are probably my favorites off the album because I had had a little bit more experience. I knew what to expect going into it. Um, and so I was able to give even more direction and like get more specific about what I wanted the sound to be like. But I love all my songs. So where is it? How can people find it? What platforms are you on? It's out on all music platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, anything you can think of. Deezer. <laughs> like I don't know if anyone listening uses Deezer, but it's on there. First so. time I've heard that word. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it until I was releasing music. How's it doing out there? Um, on Spotify, Spotify is like the main place where I can see statistics because Spotify for artists is like the best app of like the streaming services, but Spotify is not the best as far as royalties are concerned. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. I understand yeah. that. <laughs> but um, it's doing pretty well on Spotify. It has uh, cumulatively over 400,000 streams. That must feel pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. Are you working on new stuff now? I am. I, I'm always writing. I wrote, I think, like four songs this week. Um, and I, I I recorded, I, I think the next thing I do, I want it to either be like I'm producing it myself or collaborating with like a producer um, that I meet in college, maybe. Um, but I have, I've made, I made a little track for a college audition of my own song and through a garage band and I was like huh because since then like I've taken a class in it um I I went to a Berkeley uh summer songwriting program this past summer and there was a little bit more instruction in how to use like the DAW software and stuff like that um I know that word yeah (laughs) (laughs) so 
So, yeah, I'm learning more about it and trying to teach myself and, and learn from others. And hopefully, I, I actually just released another single, too, um, I think Gwen three just weeks went ago like this. now. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Thanks, we, Gwen. we streamed it. It was, uh, it was released when we were on our Disney trip, and mm-hmm. we I let it play on my phone for, like, like 12 hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then at the parks, everyone in line, we were like, hey, do you like music? Because I just released a single. And they were like, oh, my gosh, no way. <laughs> I actually ended up signing a few autographs. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, when you were looking around at studios in town, do you happen to remember if you came across Juniper Recording? I'm not sure. I don't. It was a while ago, so I don't remember the names. Well, I just we can talk maybe. more after the show. But there's a guy named Caleb Neff. He's been on this show before. He he records out of his house in Cape Coral, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound fancy, but he's got like all this old gear and crazy microphones, and yeah. he is so good. Cool. And I, after we're done with this recording, I'm going to play you something that's going to make you laugh and okay. laugh and laugh about okay. Caleb. Um, yeah, Juniper recording. Just a shout out to Hey Caleb if you're listening. Um, okay, you ready for your third song? Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. I'm loving this one. (laughs) So this is Careless Whisper by George Michael. um, And I think we can listen to it first. All right. I love it. Uh, Careless Whisper. It's actually by Wham! with the exclamation mark with George Michael. This was before he went solo because I was there back then. Uh, Careless Whisper by George Michael released in 1984 on the Wham! album Make It Big. This is Kristen Noble's final song today on Three Song Stories. Okay, so this one is funny story. So sophomore year, um, I was in acting and we had a project to make our own scene in pantomime. Um, so we had to make like an audio track for it, but we couldn't use any dialogue. Um, and I was paired up with my friend Anna And uh, our scene was going to be, like, I was picking her up from somewhere, and then the main, like, gag was that, like, we kept switching the radio channels. So, like, I would turn on one radio station, and she would turn on another one, and we would, like, fight over it. Um, And because I thought that was a good way to, like, incorporate the the audio aspect of it. So um, we wanted it to be very contrasting. Like, we wanted one to have, like, a really smooth, like, jazzy feel, and then the other to be, like, screamo metal. Um, and so we wanted to use this song, but neither of us knew what it was called. Um, and none of us, neither of us knew any of the words from it. We only knew the... <laughs> so we went around to literally, I think, everyone in our class asking them, do you know the song that goes... <laughs> and no one knew what we were talking about. Or they were like, oh, yeah, I know that song, but Did I don't know what it's your, called. Did you your teachers? So, yeah. So <laughs> the next thing, we were like, okay, well, no one here seems to know it. So uh, I was like, hey, maybe Mr. Stroh, our music teacher, would know it because he knows a lot of music, right? And so um, we went to like we walked all the way over to the music building and he was on his planning so he didn't have a class and we walked in and we were like Mr. Strupp do you know the song that goes and he was like duh no oh no he didn't we probably didn't sing it very well yeah because you hadn't then heard it again to now know how to do it right right so it was kind of more just like and he was like what are you talking about and he thought that we were crazy and um so he didn't know it and we were like no one knows what this is 
is, but we both knew it was a song, but we couldn't find it. We looked everywhere online, and we just ended up having to use a different song. We used, like, a random jazz, like, elevator music from the YouTube, like, audio library. Right, something copyright-free. Yeah, (laughs) and so um, it was finally the day where we were performing. Sorry. (laughs) Here, you want... Yeah, I'm getting over like a cold right now, so. Take your time. We're going to have to edit that out. Oh, yeah. No, this will all be gone. (laughs) The magic of radio. This is why I told you it's not live. Do whatever you need to do. Lovely. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Okay. So it was finally the day where we were performing our uh, pantomime for the class, and we were walking to the black box to go to class, and we met up with our other friend Brian um, on the way there and he was just like we were just like talking about the project and like whatever and we were like yeah we we really wanted to use this one song do you know it goes and he goes oh careless whisper (laughs) (laughs) and we were like Brian why did you not say this earlier (laughs) and so it was just so funny because he knew it the whole time and I'm sure we asked him but he I guess didn't understand the first time he was like you should have asked me before we were like we definitely asked the whole class like so we ended up just having to use our random elevator music so you weren't able to do that in time and pull it off because we had already had like our audio track all edited and like set to go but in our hearts it was careless whisper playing (laughs) Mm. have you listened to much George Michael or is that kind of like the only one no that's really the only one okay (laughs) yeah No, you, you, he's got some good stuff. I should. I will. That song came out when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. So it takes me back to that time. And what did I know about those lyrics? Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how much time have you spent analyzing Taylor Swift's discography? So Do you have much. like databases or anything? Um, <laughs> well, my main database is probably just my playlist. And it's a cumulative playlist of her whole discography. Like even songs. There's like, I don't know. I don't want it to get taken down, but I think there's like a re- unreleased song on there. Um, they, they won't find. They, they won't find. Yeah, me. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and like songs that she's written for other people or songs that she's like featured on. <clears throat> so, I yes, I love to analyze her discography. I also watch sometimes this one um, YouTube. This amazing woman on YouTube. Uh, her name is English teacher KP. And she's just this like lady who is an English teacher and she makes videos where she like analyzes poetry and she analyzes songs and Taylor Swift songs. Um, and I love her videos because I just love like picking them apart and like dissecting them, all the different little uh, nuances in there. And, like, it it just creates, like, a more uh, whole listening experience for me than when I listen to them. And I'm like, oh, it's so good when I fully understand it. Oh, it's so good. Have you seen her live? Not yet, but I'm going to her tour in April. So this is a, it's a you know you're going. Yes. Yeah, There's a I date have, that you're counting yes, down. Yes, yes. April 15th, I will be there in Tampa, probably bawling my eyes out. Do you know where your <laughs> seats are? Um, they're actually pretty good. They're like kind of like right near the catwalk a little bit. Yeah. Not like right next to it, but they're near it. They were 
yeah, that's kind of like my graduation and Christmas and birthday present in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Um, have you seen any other concerts? I've seen a few, yeah. I've seen, like I said, One Direction. Um, I saw Kelsey Ballerini when I was in fifth grade. That was just at like a mall, so I don't really know how I saw that, but <laughs> I did because I loved her. Um, and then I saw... Harry Styles by himself. That's the guy on the magazine at Public. Yeah, that's the guy <laughs> on the magazine. He just won Album of the Year, too, at the Grammys. Um, I saw him uh, last year, and then I saw Dodie uh, um, and Lizzie McAlpine, one of my favorite artists, opened for her, too. That was amazing. And I saw Sabrina Carpenter recently, too. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I don't think I'm forgetting any. All right. Ready for a speed round? Sure. Do you have a nickname that you'd be willing to share? Um, I don't really have a nickname. People just call me Kristen. Chris Star Noble. Oh, Chris Star Noble. There we go. They gave me that one. Gwen busted you on that one. <laughs> um, are you a karaokeer? Sometimes, yeah, if the, if the mood is right. Will it always be Taylor Swift? No, it, 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 it might be Taylor Swift often, but not always. <laughs> um, if you were a championship wrestler, what song would you use to... Enter to. Oh my gosh. And which Taylor Swift song would it be? Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be a Taylor no, Swift. No, it probably would be a Taylor Swift song. It would probably be like, Are You Ready For It? <laughs> Are You Ready For It? From, ta- from Reputation. I think it's just called Ready For It, actually. We'll, we'll, we'll insert some right here so okay. listeners can hear what that sounds like. What would your wrestler name be? Um, Christar Destroyer. Okay. <laughs> Chris Star, the destroyer. Um, and, you know, it's funny we asked this question, and you can practically pull up data on it. Um, would you, what song do you think you've listened to the most times in your life? Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, it's probably a Taylor Swift song, too. Um, prob- well, then which, which of her songs do you think you've probably hit repeat on the most? Uh, it depends on if it's, like, recent or, like, throughout my whole life. But if it's recent, I listen to August a lot from Folklore, like on repeat a lot. (laughs) Um, Besides Taylor Swift, who would you most like to share a stage or studio with? Probably Lizzie McAlpine. Yeah, Mm. I love her. Um, Song you wish you could hear again for the first time, fresh. Let it hit your ears and your brain for that very first time. Oh, my gosh. Probably the (laughs) – all I'm talking about is Taylor Swift. No, that's okay. That's why I led with it. That's why I, like, literally hit us right in the teeth with it at the beginning because I knew we were going there. But it would probably be 10 Minute All Too Well because that was kind of like a religious experience to listen to for the first time. Yeah. Gwen's nodding her head in in agreement. (laughs) Laying in the dark in my room with, like, my lights on and just, like, absorbing it all and – and I just remember, like, everything she would say, I was like, oh, my jaw would drop. Um, so you made an album. I did. Do you listen to albums besides Taylor Swift? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift's my favorite artist, but I listen to so many different artists, like, so many. Well, you know, nowadays, though, it's piecemeal. You know, like, yeah. I don't know how often people anymore really listen from, you know, track one through track 12 in yeah. order all at once. Definitely, if I'm listening to an album, I always listen to it in order. Um but, yeah, I listen to albums a lot um, all the way through. That's, like, if there's a new artist I want to get into, I'll usually just put on, like, one of their albums. Um, I'll pick one, and then if I like it, I'll listen to another one. Um, but, yeah, I 
of course, listen to Taylor Swift's albums. But I also, I love this one album, um, Are You Happy Now by Jensen McRae. It's so good. And just, like, uh, Joni Mitchell, even though I can't stream her anymore, I still listen to her on vinyl. Um, Why can't you stream anymore? Did she take her stuff down or something? It's down off of Spotify huh. because it was, like, I mean, I love her for it, but it's sad that I can't listen huh. to her anymore. Um, are there any songs you'll avoid listening to? Hmm. Huh. I'll rephrase that, make it make it uh, harder. Um, are there any <laughs> Taylor Swift songs you'll skip past? Oh, that's hard. Um, if I'm, okay, if I'm, it depends on what mood I'm in, right? So if I'm feeling like really happy and I'm wanting to listen to a happy song, then I might skip her sad songs sometimes, which is, I mean, most of her songs are sad. But, um, or, or vice versa, if I'm feeling sad, I might skip like a super happy one. But... Oh, I don't want to say this, but probably my least favorite Taylor Swift song is "Girl at Home" from Red. Um, I don't, but but I will say, I like the Taylor's version of it better than I liked the original version of it. Uh, I, she changed the production a little bit, um, and I like it better now. So I won't even really skip that anymore. If you could broadcast a song into the head of all humans in one collective moment, what would it be? Oh. There's so many. <laughs> um, hmm. Is it allowed to, to be one of my own? <laughs> Absolutely. No, you would not be the first musician who's used this as a marketing uh, attempt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then if I had to pick one of my songs, maybe The Breaks Are Broken. Um, I love that song. It's a very vulnerable song for me. It's about kind of like my struggle with anxiety and stuff. So, but... Even though it's vulnerable, I still would want other people to hear it because I think it could help them. And also, I just really like the bridge. So, um, We normally ask people what their 14-year-old self would think of who they are today, um, which hasn't been that long for, for you. Um, but I'm going to rephrase it, 15-year-old self, Aww. because of your your song. But, you know, you've kind of already told that story. But, you know, how would your 15-year-old self think of who you are here heading toward college, et cetera? I think she would be very proud. Um, just proud of how far I've come in like discovering myself and like pursuing my music and going for it. Um, and I think she'd just think that I'm like cool too. So yeah, I, I, uh, I wish I could go back and like talk to her. What would you tell her? Uh, I would probably just tell her no matter how bad things seem, it will be okay. Like give it time and just focus on yourself and your music. And it'll be okay. That's good advice to everyone listening. Um, okay, it's time for you to recommend your three people, and then we're going to set up and have you play your uh, debut your song for us. Yes. So who are your three people? Okay, um, I think the first one is going to be my friend Bella, <laughs> Bella Camarado, um, because I think that she would be fun to have on here. Um, the second person is going to be my my bestie, Marissa, who I talked about um, with in 15 um marissa spur yeah <laughs> and then the third one is going to be my friend anna reed who i talked about in the in the careless whisper story so okay we'll share this with them i will hook them on our podcast <laughs> and then will. we'll try to get them in the studio yeah. any final thoughts for us and our listeners stream lyrical therapy on all music <laughs> platforms <laughs> what she said <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and she hosts. Our production assistant is Jared the Intern Gonzalez. Chris Duffus is our executive producer and our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, we're handing it off to Kristen. This is her performing her original song, Celestial, for the very first time in public in our studio. Keep listening. If there's a God and she brought me you, there's nothing else I need her to do. My prayers are all answered. Her work is through. Follow me down to the Take a leap of faith, study my eyes and my brain Lay me down and pray, paint me baby blue Let me be your muse I say that you're perfect, I'll try to see myself that way Time seems to stop as I'm running up the staircase Sun lights up the room It's always been Okay, so...